Hello and welcome to this special edition of A Big Mouthful. My name is Simon Pearson and I am the chair of the LGBT Plus Network or Cumbria Northumberland Tynemuir NHS Foundation Trust. And it's important to state quite clearly right now that all views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are most definitely my own. Some of you will know that last year we created a series of videos of some of us in conversation talking about our coming out experiences and I've always wanted to be able to transpose those over to audio so we can reach in a wider audience and I'm pleased to say I've been able to get round to doing that now. This conversation is between Esther and Simon and that happens to be me. It was a nice day, it, the sun was shining, we were walking in some lovely gardens and this is a conversation that we had talking about our experiences. It was a slow process for me. Um, so when I first started to realise I was, I was bisexual, I wasn't entirely sure what it was, yeah. almost. Um, I met my first girlfriend when I was 19 and we had a, a really close sort of friendship yeah. um, and then I kind of realised it was more than that um, and we both ended up coming out at the same time. Wow. So yeah. <laughs> good feeling. Yeah it was really good and it was kind of for me like I always knew there was something missing almost from my relationships so when I realised that um, I was I liked women that yeah. kind of filled that confusion for yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. Uh, yeah, we we do experience a lot of confusion, don't we? Yeah, us. Yeah, being LGBT <laughs> plus people when yeah. we're actually going through that process. Exactly. I feel like the most nerve-wracking thing for me was thinking, this is something I'm going to have to tell my family about, yeah. and that was something I was a bit nervous yeah, yeah, yeah. about, yeah. especially since my dad, um, he comes from Malawi, right. um, where homosexuality is still illegal, um, right. and my mum comes from an Irish Catholic background. Okay, double whammy. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I was quite concerned, but I was really nervous, and um, yeah, I just didn't know how they were going to react at all and straight away they were very accepting of it. I think they were quite confused about it. They didn't necessarily know a lot about what being bisexual was, yeah. especially since they've always known me as being straight. Yes, so I'd always dated yes, men and they yes. didn't really understand. Yeah. But surprisingly, they were both really open about learning and understanding. That's really good. Yeah. I, have you got any other brothers and sisters? So I've got two brothers. Right. And again, I was quite nervous. But yeah. I remember my, one of my brothers, he was the first person I told. And I called him and straight away he was like, oh, okay. And then continued to like, just ask me questions like he would have done if I was dating a man. So it was... It was <laughs> and that's good, isn't it? Because it it's that brilliant. level of normalisation that goes on yeah. to, to help you feel part. That's, that's really good. Yeah. yeah. So it sounds like that you felt really supported. I did. Yeah, I think the hardest bit for me, um, me and my partner came out at the same time yeah. and her parents were not so accepting and obviously that was difficult for her but it was also quite difficult for me um, in terms of the fact that I knew I cared for her a lot yeah. and you know I felt like we had something really special but um, they couldn't see really past my gender. Yes. And yeah, that was challenging. That's hard. That's yeah. really, really hard. 
There's lots of positives though, isn't there, about being out, about being part of the wider society that we encompass. I mean, I, I think that in 2020, you've got more opportunity to be unique yeah. and to be accepted yeah. within queer society than what we ever have had. And I yeah. think that's really positive. Absolutely. I feel as though the challenges of being gay are talked about a lot, but there are amazing things about being part of this community as well. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't change it for the world, personally. <laughs> no, yeah. no, exactly. No, I wouldn't. And I feel like as, even if you don't have family or friends who accept you, the great thing is, is that you have kind of chosen family out there as well. There are a lot of people who yes. accept you for exactly I who you are. I think that's really important, isn't yeah. it? Because you do find your own family to be with. Yeah. Not better, just different. Just and different. For, and, and more, ex and, well, for some people, a lot more accepting. Yeah. So accepting of who you are and that difference. Exactly. People who will kind of love every bit of you. Yes. Not just the bits that they see as acceptable, yes. but all parts of you. Yeah. What do you think the positives and negatives for you have been for being a black person? as well as being bisexual. Yeah, I think it adds an extra kind of difficulty in some ways because I have my identity as a bisexual woman and I have my identity as a mixed race woman as well. And sometimes it can be hard to kind of bring the two together. Yeah. Um, especially like I've said about um, my family from Malawi, being gay isn't accepted there, so kind of intertwining those two different communities for me has been really really challenging um, and I think within kind of both communities within the black community there can be um, sort of a difficulty being gay as part of that but also there can be a difficulty being black within the gay community as well yep. so it's been kind of challenging for me bringing those two parts of my identity together um, and kind of understanding that for myself and also trying to get other people to understand that as well. And I'm hoping that there is a move. I'm hoping that there is more awareness now because it's something that's been spoken about mm -hmm. more now because we've actually focused on demonstrating yeah. and pointing out and calling out. Yeah. And we've focused on calling out that level of racism that exists, haven't Absolutely. we, in queer society. Absolutely. And because we've done that, I think people are actually questioning and thinking yeah. about changing those patterns and changing that attitude yeah and i think the most important thing is that those conversations just keep happening yeah. and that people do challenge their thoughts about things and do challenge other people about their thoughts and yeah. i think that slowly things are changing and yeah. hopefully will continue to and i think it's a thing it's, it's a thing that happens everywhere in the world really isn't it if you're in a pocket an air bubble of yeah. certain types of people you're not going to be thinking outside of the box yes Exactly, and exactly. That's what. That's why we need to have those yeah, conversations. Yeah, you get used to the status quo yeah. and sometimes that needs to be changed and that's really yeah. important, I think. Yeah. So what was it like when you first started to realise that you were gay and you first started to kind of accept Scary. That? Yeah. Really, really scary. And I think it is for a lot of people, isn't it? But I think, I don't know whether it makes any difference when you're in the 1970s or you're in the 2020s, that, f that, that fear of not knowing what people's responses are going to be yeah. is what drives you to stay hidden from yourself and from other people. Mm -hmm. And it takes a lot for all of us, doesn't it, to be able to say, well, actually, this is much more important than their feelings for me to be able to 
move forward for myself. Yeah. But I think I went through a long period of feeling really, really anxious for a lot of times because of what I thought might be happening, but not wanting it to happen and trying to push it to one side mm -hmm. and trying to ignore it. But these things can't be ignored. Yes. It's there, it's innate, it's within you. Yes. It's who you are. Mm -hmm. And it's when you continuously deny that within, of, when you continuously deny yourself, then that's going to have a knock-on effect on your mental health. Interestingly, when I did eventually come out, and that was a hard time, my, my <laughs> interestingly, my dad was great. Uh -huh. I, I wasn't expecting his response. I thought he was going to be the one that I should be more fearful of. And my mother, I thought, was going to be supportive, but she wanted me to go and see the doctor and get the priest and get me sorted right. and get me cured. Right. Um, that must have been hard. That was hard. Yeah. But, you know, we get through, you, you get through that. You move through that. And eventually there is that level of understanding and acceptance that comes along. I think I didn't really fully identify as being gay when I had my first crush. Okay. Because I didn't know what was going on. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I then started having this attraction towards same sex and I thought, what's going on here? I don't get this. And I pushed it and pushed it and pushed it away from me and really suppressed it. And Growing up in the 70s, there was no role models. There was, it was really, really frowned upon. Um, we were still in the advent of homosexuality just being decriminalised. Yes, yeah. Um, there is all those issues going on. And it was, I grew up with quite a strict army father and a very Catholic mm. mother from an Indian background. Right. And so that was a no-no as well. And yeah. it wasn't until, I was, I was late developer, it was only until I was about 24 that I actually realized and identified that I was gay. Okay. So all those thoughts and feelings that were happening inside me just got really squashed down. Yeah. To the point that I got married, had a son, who I absolutely adore, and I wouldn't change any of that because if I was to change any of that, yeah. then it means that he wouldn't be there. Yes. And I can't, yeah. you know, not have him there. Um, so it was 24 when I actually identified that I was gay and then started my process then of um, discovering and identifying who I was. London was my playground. Yeah, <laughs> you know? I can imagine. Soho was the best place to be in yeah. those days. But then Section 28 came along and then AIDS came along yeah. and I started becoming very, very militant and very politically active and finding a voice. Great. And then finding out who I was and moving forward then. But it's a process that doesn't change as well because I'm of an age now mm -hmm. where I'm thinking into the future and what does somebody my age how do they identify what is their role what is their purpose yeah. within that structure yes as an older person yes what does that mean so there's that whole growing process again i think what's really important to to remember though isn't it is that each and every one of us comes out in their own time you can't force it you can't make yeah. somebody come out you shouldn't make somebody come out just like you shouldn't out anybody but you will find as i did your own as you did your own time that's right for you to actually come out and to make those changes for yourself and that could be whatever age you are i think when, when you 
first come out you're full of vigor and you, you want to take on the world and you're ready to fight yeah. perhaps, but <laughs> you're also ready to run straight back into that closet because it can be really really scary it can but then as you develop and become more mature in your and sophisticated in your thinking you accept yourself more yeah and once you start accepting yourself more and identifying that well this is who i am and i'm happy with who i am yeah then you can actually move forward more mm -hmm. and be a lot kinder and a lot more compassionate with yourself i think yeah not feel you have to be the disco bunny or the, yes. you know or yeah. fitting in somewhere yeah. you can just be you which yes. is great you don't have to fit into any kind of box no yeah <laughs> no, and I, th I think that's what I love about today as well you know compared to when I you know when I was younger seeing young people that sounds really awful doesn't it but seeing young people today feeling that they can be who they want to be yeah and I think that's really really beautiful to see absolutely okay. love that I hope you got something out of that I I certainly did talking with Esther what a fabulous woman and thank you so very much for sharing that story with us Esther as always please email in with any comments suggestions and feedback from what you've heard on the podcast we always love to hear from you and the email address as always is a big one at gmail.com and you can find that in the show notes on the Buzzsprout website if you scroll down the page just below where the button is to listen to the podcasts. Don't forget to email in with any thoughts and suggestions you have for future podcasts and if you want to be part of a future podcast. In the meantime, thanks very much for listening. I hope you've enjoyed that and I look forward to speaking with you soon. In the meantime, please look after yourselves and stay safe.